homeownership, I like to tell people, is generally like being in a relationship. All right, hi guys, welcome everybody to Hello Haymarket. In today's episode, we're gonna be talking about home inspections and kind of what to look for when you're trying to differentiate between a good home inspector or a bad home inspector as you're getting ready to make your next purchase. Today's guest, we have Jim Fletcher with Square One Home Inspections. Jim is definitely my go-to guy for all things home inspection. Just a great all-around bed manner, uh, but he also knows his stuff. And I thought to myself, who better to talk to about how to differentiate between a good and a bad home inspector than one of the best. So Jim, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah, thank you very much for having me out today and thank you for that introduction. You know, being a home inspector is a very, very interesting career path and it's something that I have a you know big, big passion for and I absolutely love it. So with the bedside manner as a home inspector, customer service is you know one of my biggest things. I really need to feel like I serve my clients at the end of each and every inspection. So I'm one of the lucky people to wake up every day. I get to do two inspections every day, serve two families, and I get to go to sleep every night knowing that I help somebody the best way that I possibly can with my knowledge that I've acquired over my years. So. Yeah, absolutely. I can't tell you guys how many times I've been in a transaction where the buyer's emotions were going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back, right? Where everything would be fine, but for the emotional content that got involved and tried to get a hand on the wheel, right? And so having someone there to actually help explain what is happening with this particular house, oh, this that you thought was no deal, well, it's a big deal. Or yeah. this that you think is the end of the world is, you know, a $5 fix like let's not blow things out of proportion here oh yeah it's so valuable it is it is you know and I, and I teach CE credit classes for realtors in the state of Virginia and DC and one of the slides that I have in one of my classes it's all about perspective because you being a home buyer you might see the water heater just because it's 18 years old you might feel like that's the end of the world when in reality let's go on the higher end we're only spending $2,500 there to put a brand new water heater in the home yeah and in the grand scheme of home ownership yeah that might be a lot of cash out front but that's not a whole lot of money when it comes to home ownership right so I try to put things into perspective for people and I try to help them kind of redirect their emotions when we're going through this process because in all reality I probably make five people break down into tears a year. One of the things I like to talk to people about is controlling their emotions and I never want them to mentally move into the home before they make it through the home inspection. And I think for people that are considering buying a home, understanding that you cannot emotionally or mentally move into that home until you're on the other side of that home inspection I think is a really big key factor what a lot of people don't understand because when I walk into a home and we might have a roof that's failing might have a relatively large crack in the foundation this was a home that i did yesterday morning big horizontal crack roof was failing and a multitude of other things and by the time we were walking out of that home we were realistically talking about probably somewhere between 50 and eighty thousand dollars that we're going to need invested into that home just to make it a healthy home safe and livable my clients felt a very very certain way at the end of that inspection it probably wasn't the home for them but they had a very understanding realtor as well so they will probably walk away from that one. They'll have to find something that does work for them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that really speaks to, I think, one of the, the key reasons why it's so important to fight for a home inspection yeah. any chance that you can in a real estate transaction. I mean, let, let's back up for those buyers who are new to this process, they've never bought a home, maybe they've only ever rented or they're moving out of their parents' house. The home inspection is not a given. 
this is something that you need to contract for when yeah. you are bidding on the house. So the time to establish the value for this is now. It, it's not after you're under contract, then it's too late. You, mm -hmm. you need to make sure that it is part of the deal that you get to have a home inspection because there are things that make a huge difference. Like he just used in his example, you know, $50,000, $80,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happens that, all the time. That's night and day. That That's the difference between you moving forward with your life versus you having a, a very uphill climb to try to get out of versus his example of the $2,500 on the high end for a hot water heater. Right. I, I have absolutely seen that be an issue for people when it, it makes no sense because right. they're, they're going to go back to the market. They're actually going to spend another month to try to find another property mm -hmm. and they're going to end up paying way more. Yeah. It, firstly, because this is a Northern Virginia market where there's a lot of appreciation. Mm -hmm. So just the fact that you delayed a month, you're paying more for the same house. Yep. And then the second issue is that if you're finding the picture perfect home with nothing wrong with it, you're going to have to compete to get that house in all likelihood. And so you may end up paying more than you would have if you had just gotten the new hot water heater. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it, when you look at the smaller items like the water heater or some failing fog insulated glass units or whatever it might be, your hot button, everybody has that one thing that pokes them in the ribs a little bit. If you walk away from one home because of a smaller item like that, you might get to the next home and you might need a full HVAC system, roof, kitchen might be outdated. When the home is right, the home is right. And you know, I have a... I probably have one of the best stories that you could have for a home buyer. My personal home that I'm in today, my wife and I, we were not looking to buy a home. I mean, it was a Friday morning. I was setting up my inspection report for one of my friends and I was on Zillow, realtor.com, one of, one of the online sites and a house scrolled across my screen. I really liked the aesthetic of it. I was like, okay, this is really neat. So I started scrolling through the pictures. I showed my wife and we looked at each other. I'm like, oh, hey, let's take a look at that. So Friday evening, we went and looked at it. By Monday, we had that home under contract, decluttered our home, had our home painted, and we had our personal home on the market. Within three days, we were not even talking about buying a home. And I bring this up because the home that I bought, I would have probably advised a good 85% of my clients to walk away from. And I went non-contingent, uh, so I wasn't really allowed to ask for repairs, but I had about a foot of water in my crawl space. My attic space had about some of the thickest mold that I've ever seen in a attic space, but the home was absolutely perfect, right? It had my dream yard. The home is one level. My wife, her parents are retired, so they come and stay with us at, you know, four or five months at a time. So I had two different kind of areas of the home. You cannot pry me out of my home, <laughs> but it had severe deep rooted issues. So when the home is right, it's right. And if you can see yourself taking ownership of that home and making the corrections that, that it truly needs to make it a happy and healthy home, it's still the right home for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. One of the things that I hear when I hear you tell that story is I hear that the difference was your experience. The difference was what you brought to the table that maybe the average buyer would only see the mold and right. they would run screaming for the hills. But right. because you actually could break it down to dollars and cents, you That's could it. break it down to what is a real deal killer and what is not, you were able to find the diamond in the rough mm -hmm. and you were able to turn it into the diamond that yeah, you yeah, know. My, yeah, yeah, my dream home. Like, <laughs> like I said, you can't buy my home from me today. Like, I love it that much. You can double 
the offer of what it's actually worth, and I'm not going to sell it. I'm going to see that home through until my kids graduate school. What you make me think of now is a good segue into my next big question, which is what does a home inspector do? A lot of people have never had a home inspection. They don't know what to expect. Maybe they think that their dad is pretty handy with sure. a hammer and they think their dad is just gonna walk through the house and tell them everything that's wrong with it. After all, their dad lived in a house for 30 years. Mm -hmm. He must know everything that a home inspector would know. Or maybe they'll go on, <laughs> or some of these millennials, right? They'll go yeah. on YouTube University and learn everything they need to know from there and be ready to go. Are they right? Not at all, not at all, yes. <laughs> So that can be further from the truth. To give you a little bit of background, so I hold a license in specialty structure in the state of Florida. I spent 17 years in construction. I owned a glass and window company in Florida. And I spent years and years and years in the construction industry. So I built buildings and I built homes. And I said, you know what? I'm going to become an inspector that day. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be able to do this overnight, make this transition of careers. And it's going to be seamless and it's going to be so easy for me. Well, I went to school and then I tried to inspect my own home as just like a practice run. And I quickly realized I had no clue what was going on in a house. Even though I can build it, I wasn't mature enough to see it through an inspector's eyes. When you start looking at things through an inspector's eyes, you're looking at it completely differently than, than what Uncle Bob did. And I'm sure Uncle Bob put that toilet in very well six or 12 years ago. But the clues and the cues that home inspectors have when we're walking through homes, they're very subtle. So I always tell people as a home inspector, we're basically doing a math equation for two to four hours at a time. We're picking up on these small clues and cues, adding them together, which will ultimately equal whatever defect that we're going to find. So it is a highly, highly hyper-focused industry. We are using our nose, our eyes, our feet. If you ever see a home inspector, we generally wear pretty thin sole shoes on the interior of a home so we can feel the floors, feel undulation, feel for slopes and things of that nature, nose, our ears. When I'm in a home and I'm in the primary bedroom, I've got one ear listening on the water because water has a very distinct sound when it starts spilling over or overflowing. It sounds different when it's going into a sink as opposed to when it's hitting the floor. And these are things that we have to train ourselves on. And we're going through these homes, it's a, it's a very, very, it's truly an experience for an inspector. I try to develop a relationship with that home. As an inspector, we always try and show up a little bit early. And when I'm showing up a little bit early, I'm looking at how the exterior was maintained, how the current homeowners have taken care of it and what they've done. That will generally give me a good idea of what's going on on the interior as well. So I'd start to develop a relationship with that home, so to speak. And that's what I look for in our inspectors as well. I want somebody that can tune in, not only visually, but emotionally with a home as well. It's an experience for us. And you might just see us kind of walking around with a cell phone, taking pictures, and it looks like we're playing video games or texting all day. But I tell you what, after I do two single family homes in a day, you are absolutely mentally drained. And if you are not mentally drained, by the end of two inspections, you probably should be out bagging groceries because you're not doing it right. Right. So one of the things that I've seen happen with these real estate transactions is that they'll bring the inspector in before they've even been under contract. And I've also seen them do it after they've been under contract. Sure. Always with the seller's permission. I explain what it is we're seeing when we see that happen. Yes. So this is a brand new tool that really came to market with COVID, right? So when COVID hit, the interest rates dropped, the market got extremely crazy in our area. And a lot of people had to waive home inspections, so we had to pivot and find a new tool to do the home inspection, truthfully. So we do a pre-offer walk and talk. So what we can basically do there is 
if you find a home that you kind of like and you know it's a very interesting home, you know it'll have multiple offers, you can go in there during a showing, spend about an hour in that home, and a home inspector is able to really touch on the big stuff, the electrical, the roof, HVAC, a water intrusion, the structure, and really kind of get you dialed in on the major things. That way you can either one, waive the inspection or you've been kind of forewarned like, hey, we have some issues here. You might want to be careful with the offer that you're going to make. It's not the most in-depth inspection, but if you are put into a corner where you're not really truly able to get a full inspection, it is a useful tool where you can come out on the other end, either knowing it's good to move forward with this home or maybe not. Let's, let's kind of let's kind of pull back and find something different, right? So, and we have had those instances where we walk into a home, we had one in South Arlington where we went in, home had an elevator, there was a exterior structural wall being pushed in. Structural engineer came in and said, hey, we need to remove the, the full elevator, rebuild this wall, and it was gonna be about a $70,000 repair. Now, my clients still love the home, they still made an offer on that home, still lost that home. <laughs> And I think it went $125,000 over asking. Yeah. That was early, that was early 2022. I'm gonna say it was April, May, when the market was just yeah, absolutely was crazy. Crazy market. Yeah. But yeah. very good tool for the, for the spring market. Let's dive into the differences between the, the best of the best Sure. and the people you absolutely need to avoid, right? Because if you if you choose the wrong home inspector, yeah. uh, that, that's not a person on your team that you want messing up, right? Let, let's start with what to avoid. What should a buyer avoid when they're trying to select a home inspector? Oh man, what should they avoid? They, I will be honest with you, one of the biggest things is price shopping. If you're gonna go price shop and you're looking for the cheapest inspector, you are gonna get the cheapest inspection. Nothing reigns more true than the phrase, you get what you pay for. That's one of the most true phrases that you can possibly get in the inspection industry. Most of your newer inspectors, they are gonna advertise on Yelp, they're gonna advertise on Thumbtack, and all these other paid advertising platforms mm -hmm. where they pay $25, $35 to get your contact because you were looking for a home inspector. These are generally home inspectors that do not have a reputation in the industry or they're relatively new. So new inspectors are very scary. So in our company, we apprentice our home inspectors anywhere from six months to, to over a year before we start letting them do condos on their own. Experience is everything. 100%. That is one of the biggest things, and you can tell experience by price point. That doesn't mean you need to go find the most expensive home inspector because there are people that are that are inflated that, that make a, a lot of money, but being in a competitive market, find a locally owned inspection firms, price shop three to five home inspectors, and you'll find a competitive market there. Bet your inspector. Go on Google. Everybody is requesting Google reviews. Even within my company, there are certain inspectors that have more five-star reviews than other inspectors. And you can go, hey, I want to request whoever it was. The internet doesn't lie uh, when it comes to the reviews that are on Google platform. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that I take away from hearing you talk about what to avoid is, is yes, the price sensitivity. Because, I mean, if, if I was a new inspector and I could not compete on quality, what, what do I have left to yeah, compete yeah, with? Price it's more. price. It's yeah. the only way I can survive as a home inspector that right. way. Whereas if that's not it, then where are you finding this? What is the source of your home inspector? Are you getting it through a friend of a friend and we don't really know when the last time he even did a home inspection was? Maybe he does it on the side part-time? Yeah, or are you finding it from a reliable source that works with this person regularly? So for example, when I give a referral for Square One, my clients know that I've done X number of home inspections just in the last month with right. Square One, right? And so they, they know because there's a body of work and a volume 
where they're present, they're current. Yep. And obviously, I don't ever want to refer someone who I know is going to get blowback back on me, right? Of course, of course. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you're, you're really hitting a good point right now because if you're working with a realtor out there, your realtor, they should already have a multitude of people that are, that are tried, true, and vetted from the industry. Because every time I do an inspection, that is a direct reflection on the realtor that said, hey, try mm -hmm. square one. And the last thing that, that you want to do is push off chucking a truck and have them miss something large. And that's going to cost your client a bunch of money. That's going to reflect yeah. poorly on you. Yeah. And it's it's a trickle down effect. It, so it's a, it's a mistake that I see new realtors make sometimes yeah. where because they are still building their own network and they don't have that experience, yeah. they just refer the cheapest guy they found on Google. And again, that is not a recipe for success. You want to find someone who has that track record. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's something as well. Talk to your inspector. Ask them, hey, what standards are you going to actually inspect my home to? Mm -hmm. Because I'm going to be, I'm licensed in the state of Virginia. All of our inspectors are licensed in the state of Virginia. And I have a very, very deep, certain feeling about the state of Virginia standard of practice. And I feel like the standards, the bar is somewhere around my knees when it yeah. comes to what the state actually requires of us. If I did an inspection to the Virginia state standards of practice, my clients wouldn't get a very good inspection. Gotcha. So ask them, how far in depth are you going to go, right? Are you going to inspect every single electrical receptacle that you can possibly get to, every window that you can possibly get to, or are you just going to do the one that the state requires? When it comes to a roof, how are you going to view that roof? Do you have equipment and tools that can actually view it? Are you going to walk the roof or are you going to revert back to 1985, walk a block down the road and use a pair of binoculars? Like, I'm sorry, technology has progressed and moved forward to where if you even have a set of binoculars in your truck, they should probably be from bird watching. There, yeah. there's modern day technology is out there man we can get we can get up to a you know a 40 foot uh home four levels high now we can't walk that but we have the technology to make it there and we don't even have to use drones right so ask them if they have the latest technology I, I like that. I like that uh, shorthand of if your home inspector's got binoculars in their truck, think again. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, are they being progressive with the times? I'm always looking for what's coming tomorrow. How can I improve the experience for one for my clients to help them understand quicker and give them the knowledge they need quicker in a more in-depth way in the shortest period of time possible? It's a very time-sensitive industry, right? Because you guys yeah. go under contract, you normally have anywhere from at the most five seven days now and if we can get in there as quick as possible get your report on site you're already armed with the knowledge you need to have now you your realtor and your significant other need to go sit down have a cup of coffee and go okay is this home right for me or do we need to start negotiation now, now that brings up a good point about the size of the operation right because there's a lot of i imagine solo inspectors out yeah. there and you're yeah. at the mercy of their schedule sure. or you have the exceedingly large ones where you'll have no relationship with the person right and you'll try to get a hold of them and you'll have to be on the phone with a robot yeah. <laughs> before, before you can talk to a human being. Can you tell me about the size of your operation and why that's been, I know for me it's been perfect. Every time I've needed a home inspection, you've had someone ready to get us in there under the deadline. Sure, we're a team of seven and we're looking for our next inspector. The thing with our company is we don't hire inspectors, we hire people. With us being able to find great talent and turn them into inspectors, that's where the good service comes from. So with the size of our company, I don't want to get too big and become the robot. You know very, very well that I answer my phones. I answer my phones from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. If it's after 8 p.m., uh, standing rule in my house, if I answer my phone, my wife make me sleep on the couch. But 
that's where if you need the robot, you can always go onto our website and you can schedule. And we're very flexible. We have, we're small enough to be experts in the industry. We're large enough to accommodate a lot of work relatively quick. And there is that tipping point where if you go, okay, I want to become a monster in the industry, you have to sacrifice quality there. Yep. I'm not willing to compromise on that. I'm too passionate about what we do. I'm too passionate about people and I'm too passionate for the longevity of this company. You know 100%. I, mean? I love that. You know, when I think about the, the next question I wanted to ask, I mean, we've kind of already touched it a little bit on, you know, what should we look for when we're looking for a home inspector, right? What, what are the positive signs? Positive. What can, what can you look for positive? I, I'm, I'm always going to revert first. Let's go to Google, right? I'm going to go to Google. What reviews are the general public giving this company? Mm -hmm. What experience does this inspector have? How long have you had your license? That's easy enough to find out. Ask them, how long have you been a licensed inspector? What did you do prior to inspecting? Now, I, I'm never gonna say that somebody that was once an accountant is now an inspector is an inferior inspector to somebody else, but I will also say people that have had a past in the trades and building or being a handyman, they generally have a better understanding of how a home is built and they generally have a better clue on how to actually inspect a home. Now, with that being said, there's another component there. The other component there is probably the most important communication. Mm. Communication is number one, right? Because if I'm an amazing inspector and I go out and I find absolutely everything in a home that's wrong with it, the good, the bad, and the even really, really ugly, if I can't communicate that effectively to my client, then they don't know how to interpret just the report. When they go home and they start reading over this 70 page report, they may not understand exactly what truly matters in this home. So communication is key. Yeah, I, I love that. So just to give everyone out there an example of how a home inspection tends to go, we, we negotiate to have the inspection included in our contract. We agree that square one's gonna be the inspector. We schedule the time. I will usually meet the inspector at the property. They'll spend a couple hours documenting absolutely everything there is inside that home. The buyer is invited to attend. That way, absolutely. if they want to follow you around and be your shadow and ask sure. every little question, they have that option. If they're too busy or are unable to attend, then what I typically see happen is that they get sent the report, which is, of course, very detailed with mm -hmm. photographs. But also, I see that follow-up phone call that happens. As many phone calls, frankly, as is needed in order to kind of get us across the line. I've even seen situations where the seller has agreed to make repairs. And then we go back and I reference the report, the exact, like 15.1.3, mm -hmm. hot water heater, blah, 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 right? right? This is exactly what goes into the contract when we're negotiating those repairs. And then Square One has even come back out for follow-ups. Oh, yeah, in, course, order, yeah. in order to make sure like, hey, the seller promised they'd fix this. Oh, turns out they lied. It's yeah. not fixed. It's still, you know, they, they didn't at all do what they said they were going to do. Yeah, and that's, you brought that up and that's a good point because, you know, again, vetting your, your inspector, how far are they willing to go for you as a client? Like if I'm calling and I'm buying a house and I call, you know, Bob's inspection service or a, a larger firm, it doesn't matter. If I call them, how far are you willing to come back out and double check something for me? Are you gonna be there for me if something goes wrong? What if you miss something? Are you going to take care of it? Think about the future. You know, when I set up this company, I set up this company on my merit of guaranteeing my word to my clients, right? I guarantee them that I'm gonna be there for them during the inspection, after the inspection, and I don't care if it's five years from now, if you have a question on that house, you call me. I want to be your first resource because I understand that home inside and out. 
and we can have the ability to pull our reports back up and if I have to go back to the house, we will. Yeah, yeah, I've actually done that, right? Because yeah. I, I bought a piece of property last year. Yeah, well, actually it was earlier this year. Inspector happened to be Dylan, right? Huh. And so I had a question later on and I was like, hey Dylan, what about this thing here sure. that I don't understand? And I'm a realtor and I still don't understand. Sure. Can you can you answer this question for me? And of course, picks up his phone, answers it, solves it for me. That's the kind of relationship, frankly, that you want to be able to have. You have to, you have to. And you know what, I think as society, we're kind of turning over, we have a lot of younger buyers. I think they're going to demand more of the industry. Yeah. And, and I think they should. I, I Quite frankly, I think that home inspectors got it wrong for about 30 years, hmm. if not a little bit longer. The home inspection industry in general, I think they were too proud of who they were and what they did. I think their chest poked out a little too far. I think they need to take a bite of humble pie and realize that they're actually in a customer service industry. Yes. Right? You are in customer service first, so your customer always needs to be number one. And, you know, as a home inspector, every day you wake up, you get one chance to do it right for your client. One opportunity to walk into a home, do your job efficiently, effectively, correctly. Right? High stakes. If you, if, you, if you mess up today, you can't go back and edit your report tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. You have informed your client, they've made their decision that day, you moved forward with that home purchase. You only get one shot at delivering good customer service to them. So I go to bed at eight o'clock every night just so I can make sure <laughs> I have a good, that I'm well rested. Uh, and I say eight o'clock, I, I start fighting kids at eight o'clock, but yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, that you get no, one shot. So it, it's customer service and, yeah. and being there now and forever for your clients, I think is something that I'm gonna continue to push and, and figure out new ways on how I can serve my clients down the road. Yeah, absolutely. And, and one of the things that I really do love about how your business operates is that as I work with so many buyers, one of the things that they are coming to grips with is the fact that every house is like a unique flower, a unique snowflake. Every house is different. They have different needs, different yep. upkeep, different expectations. It doesn't matter if you've owned your last house for 10 years, mm-hmm. this new house may have totally different expectations of you for upkeep. 100%. And one of the ways that people fail in real estate investing or even just being a homeowner is that they don't understand what comes with home ownership. When they run into a problem, they also don't know who to call, yeah. right? They don't know who can they rely on to give them some sound advice, yeah. right? And so having that ability when you're first getting started to start off on the right foot yeah. is so valuable. Yeah, of course. Home ownership, it takes an army to maintain a home. But overall, it's actually a relatively cheap army. You can generally maintain a home for about $1,500 a year. General maintenance for a home, roughly $1,500 a year for a single family home. I think you made a really good point because your town home that you owned here is gonna have different wants and needs in the, the new one that you bought tomorrow, right? And home ownership, I like to tell people, is generally like being in a relationship. If you neglect your significant other, you don't pay attention to them, you don't take care of them, they're eventually gonna break up with you and cost you a whole bunch of money. Right? <laughs> I love that, that is getting clipped. <laughs> so look, you know, home ownership's a relationship. Take care of your home, it'll take care of you. Yeah, yeah, I love it, I love it. Well, Jim, it's been wonderful having you here today. How can the people out there, these, these people who wanna buy a home in Northern Virginia and they want someone they can trust to help them through that process to understand what it is, you know, they don't, they don't wanna buy the box, open the box after it's too late. 
Right? Yeah. They want to know with eyes wide open going into it. How yeah. can they get in touch with you? Yeah, I'm Jim Fletcher, owner of Square One Home Inspections. You guys can give us a call. Call text uh, at 703-345-8380. Or you can always visit us on our website at squareoneinspections.com where you can schedule 24 hours a day. If you don't see something online that works perfectly for you, again, call or text me and we are pretty flexible. We are seven days a week as well. Awesome. All right, Jim, thank yeah. you so much hey, for coming thank in you today. Very much, I really guys. appreciate it. it was we'll excellent. have to have you back Enjoyed on again this. sometime. Indeed. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. That was a really good one that we got to quit. That yeah. was great. I love that one. <laughs> that was, that's my favorite line probably from the whole podcast. <laughs> it's going to cost me a whole bunch of money.